Welcome to Hurt Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Black Talk Radio slash Hurt Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HurtFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletters. Also, don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your championship roster for week 17. Also, don't forget to check out our radio show on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern Saturday night. This is not my best promo. My last one of the week. This was not the best start. That's okay. I'm it was close. It was good. They can take over for a minute. I'm here with my lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee. Hello, ladies. Hello. 17, clearly. Happy week clearly. 17. I'm hungover from week 16. Lost my championship poorly from Todd Gurley, that jerk face. I would love the percentage of people that won their championships that had Todd Gurley. I'm going to assume it's very, very high. I myself, at championship I won, own Todd Gurley. Me too. And Ashley, congratulations. Sirius XM host league. Even though the host made fun of your draft while it was happening, being like, who drafts the quarterback that early? And who does this? And now you're like, I showed yo. Yes. Ashley and I, believe, and I drafted Aaron Rodgers and lost him and still yep. won. Yeah, yeah, you did. Pick, Boom. So. Grant, Boom. I had Todd Gurley. That helped. That does help. Uh, and Brandon won our family league. Congratulations, Brandon. She beat our dad. Um, she, too, owned Todd Gurley. So congratulations, the two of you, for your one-man show. Thank you. It was a one-man show, and I, I, I <laughs> do not have any qualms saying that. It was a one-man. Now, I did have Antonio Brown prior to that, so it could have been a two-man pony, but this one was just a one-man pony, one-man band. It is what it is. And you know what's really weird is that I beat my dad exactly five years ago to the day, and the Chargers were also playing the Jets in the Meadowlands five years ago when I beat my dad, too. Crazy. So in another five years, I plan on doing this again. Boom. Wow. There and the go. Chargers and the Jets don't play each other that often. So there you go. I've lost to other one-man shows like Kareem Hunt a couple weeks ago. So I don't yeah. feel that bad for my one-man show being up on someone else. You win some, you lose some. Because I won one championship and lost two to Todd Gurley. So you know what? That's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's right. Well, you guys, if you're not in your championship, don't forget to set your lineup. It's better to get second, third, or fourth than it is to get fifth, sixth, or seventh. Or whatever the best situation is for you, it's better to win than to lose no matter what. Or you can just hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com, subscribe to us. We'll send out our fun four ingredients to our free game diced on FanDuel. And I'm going to give you our ingredients right now, Thursday night. Our four ingredients for the dice game are three of your players have to come from the same team that can include your defense. All of the players in your lineup need to show teeth in their headshot. Smile. It's the holidays. And your quarterback's team must reside west of the Mississippi. Your tight ends team must reside east of the Mississippi, Mississippi River. Um, winner gets a free Dynasty League football membership. And there's more than one available. So a ton of you are going to get the goods. Yes. Yes, follow the rules, follow the rules, and you too could be a Dynasty League football member. And apparently, try to remember your geography. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
There's a Mississippi West of the River, Mississippi River. East of the Mississippi River. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to do it. I always learn a little something through our diced ingredients. <laughs> the 13 original colonies. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? What? A little refresher there. A little yeah. refresher. And yeah. you guys, all of the games are on Sunday during the day. So there are no late games. There are no Monday night games, no Saturday, no Thursday. It's all on Sunday during the day. So make sure you get all your goodies from the grocery store and uh, alcohol. Don't drink and drive, but have fun watching a lot of games in a short amount of time. I'm very, very excited. So let's get it started. We're going to start off with those Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions. Oh, are we? Are we? Okay, you guys. So this uh, game is going to be fascinating because it is back to Brett Hundley. And there was some controversy because Aaron Rodgers was put on IR earlier this season. And then they tried to put him back on IR um, with the same injury. And that's against the rules and so technically uh, it sounds like they were supposed to have to drop him there's all sorts of stuff going on here obviously they're not going to drop Aaron Rodgers and they're going to figure it out but I wonder if there's going to be some fines something else going on it's uh, a very intriguing situation but regardless it's going to be Brett Hundley Uh, it looks like Aaron Jones is not going to play you guys so make sure that you pull him I don't think there's any reason for you uh, to get excited about that. But that does mean that probably it's the Jamal Williams show again. It goes in and out of this. I know that there's a lot of uh, chit-chat on fantasy Twitter about how much better Aaron Jones is than Jamal Williams, statistically speaking, and all this stuff. Uh, We haven't really seen a whole lot of Aaron Jones volume. And regardless, if he's not playing, then who cares? So, um You can chat about it all you want, but I'm still playing Jamal Williams if I have a Week 17 championship because there aren't a lot of options, everybody. Not a lot of options. Now, one of the things that I did want to say to you guys is that this is intriguing. So over the last decade, 2015 was the only year that the Green Bay Packers didn't have a 900-plus yard receiver on their roster at the end of the season. And if Devontae Adams remains in concussion protocol, 2017 is going to be the second. And if Adams does play, he'll have to get 15 receiving yards to hit that mark. But currently, he is in concussion protocol. So you absolutely Absolutely should not be counting on that. Uh, The other things to say about the Packers is just really um, better luck next year. They're playing the Detroit Lions on defense, and the Detroit Lions showed up like nothing was going on last week, and they could have still had a chance at the playoffs. So I don't know what's going on there. So I actually find the Green Bay Packers defense to maybe be intriguing. Those people are playing for a job for next season. Uh, Jordy Nelson is still sidelined at practice. You wouldn't start him anyway. So basically what's going on here is that the Packers just aren't the Packers we thought and cheers to next season cheers to next season well last week was a really tough week for everyone on the Lions as Brandon just said except for the man who is ruining my life Eric Ebron oh yeah baby number one tight end of the playoffs (laughs) yeah except he's questionable and was continue to be limited in practice today on Thursday. So that is not good. Um, I don't love that. Also, when it comes to Matthew Stafford, he's just not been great over the last five games at all. And he may not even play all the way through this week. There's rumors that he might be pulled out. So I really don't like him for your playoffs. 
I, I'm suggesting go with anyone other than Stafford. Um, and when it comes to the receivers, the receivers have been just as bad over the last two weeks. Again, great matchup, but can you trust them? You know, that's on you. I, I, I want to tell you, yes, I love Marvin Jones. I have him ranked number eight. I think that's where he should be. But unfortunately, just with Stafford's inconsistency, um, I, I just don't know how much they're going to be able to do for you, for your fantasy team this week. As far as the running backs, Green has moved past Amir Abdullah and might have a decent game this week. I think that the Lions will want to see what they can yep. get out of the rookie running back who averages average six yards last week a carry. So Riddick might be limited in Sunday's game with his wrist injury. They might want to make sure he kind of stays healthy possibly for next year. Um, so I, I think Tion Green could have a decent game and I think is a decent flyer, um, not just in deep leagues, but possibly a good flex option. Yeah, I like the Detroit Lions defense, of course. And yeah, Amir Abdullah is no longer, I'm afraid. All right, we got the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Big news, DeAndre Hopkins, the great, has fallen. <laughs> mm. There is nothing to cheer about this on this team now. I don't even want to cover them, so I will make this fast. Hopkins has been downgraded between doubtful and questionable. I checked on him the last time. It was questionable from moving up from doubtful, but I think he's going to miss this game. They say it's a game time decision. I just don't know why they would risk it with him. So I doubt he's going to be in you guys. You need to find a different option. If this is your championship, you need to do it now. Find somebody else to replace your Hopkins. I know that's going to be tough for that consistent 13 points that he gives you every week, but you're going to need to move on. Um, as far as sleepers, listen, Miller had his fourth game under 10 fantasy points in standard leagues. Not only that, but Alfred Blue has out-touched him the last two games. The so Colts crazy. give up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs, so this is a good matchup. This should be a good Miller day, but how can you trust anyone on this team You know, is beyond me. I just don't think you can do it. It seems like they're really looking for blue towards the end of the season over Miller. I don't know what that really means for Miller's future, but I have to say I don't love him this week. Uh, TJ Yates is the quarterback thus far, but we'll see how long that lasts, maybe two or three quarters. So not that you were ever thinking about starting him anyways. And because Yates is terrible, you can't start anybody else in the Texans. Sorry. All right, the Colts. Yeah, you know, sorry, not sorry. That's the reality of the world in which we live. And also, it's like, why run out Lamar Miller if we're going to lose anyway? Yeah. So who knows what that means? I, I, I'm almost not even absorbing anything that's happening with the Texans at this point. They're just still crying over Deshaun Watson. And I get it. Me too. Me too. Also crying uh, about the loss of Andrew Luck still is Frank Gore, who decided to come yeah. out publicly and say that he would only return next season if Andrew Luck was playing. Couldn't well, you wait I mean, one week until after you're done with Jacoby Brissett? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just timing was not great. Just get one more week. Yeah, maybe he heard stuff and things that are going around in the locker room. This, you know, this is when people get start really frustrated. You know, you start seeing people throwing punches on the field. You start seeing people say things that they shouldn't say in the locker room or to the press. This is when it happens. It's not like. Yeah. Either way, it just didn't seem like a 
Great move. So I don't think you should play Frank Gore this week. And actually, I think they'll be doing a little Marlon Mack. I think there's a possibility. This was the game that Jacoby Brissett, last time they played Houston, he went over 300 yards. I think there's a possibility he does that again this week. Uh, it's a very intriguing matchup. And speaking of, you guys, I, I get it. I get it. There's no Andrew Luck and the team's been bad. But T.Y. Hilton is still good at football. And I, I just want to put that out there. And despite not playing with Andrew Luck all season long, T.Y. Hilton is only 48 yards away from his fifth season in a row with 1,000 or more receiving yards. And I think that's incredibly impressive. And again, there's not even one wide receiver that's going to have 900 yards playing the majority of the season with Aaron Rodgers. So... I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, I will say this. Uh, if you want to take a dart throw on Marlon Mack, that's fine against week 17. Um, and then uh, Jack Doyle, you know, always catching five passes from our man, Jacoby Brissett, uh, the highest PPR floor maybe in all of the NFL for tight ends. It's unreal what this guy does. Ten targets last week. So, again, yeah. I think that, you know, what's going on is is just, you know, obviously very obvious here, okay? Um, I think Jacoby Brissett's a good DFS flyer. I don't know if I'd put my championship on it if I'm in season long right now, but I might because a lot of people are sitting and a lot of people are not going to play this whole game and they're playing the Houston Texans who are basically the bottom of the barrel at defending everyone except for supposedly running back. And again, it's not like you were depending on Frank Gore for the majority of the season, so why start now? So I actually don't hate the Colts this week. I used him a good portion of the season. I used him in week 16, and he, he did score a touchdown, a receiving touchdown yeah. at that. So there you go. Um, yeah, so I don't hate them. Anyway. All right. All right, well, let's hear what you have to say about the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings. Did I or did I not say that you should start Mitchell Trubisky against the Browns? You did. How, how many points did he score? He scored. It was decent. It was a bad week for most people. 18 points. That was good for how bad everybody was. It was yeah. Good. It was actually yeah. a top 10 finish. So listen. Not as good that, as Garoppolo, but it was good. Wasn't as good as Garoppolo. Courtney called him. So it's all good. All I'm saying is if someone's playing the Browns, they're always a decent start. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Uh, I am not starting anyone from the Chicago Bears at Minnesota. Uh, for week 17 when Minnesota wants to get their first round by for the playoffs. So uh, not only are, are the Minnesota is the Minnesota defense maybe the best defense in the NFL now that the Jaguars are deciding to kind of come apart at the seams over the last couple weeks, uh, but uh, they are playing feisty and the Bears are not. I will say, did you see the mic'd up? Mitchell Trubisky was mic'd up for the snow game. Did anyone see this? No. First of all, Mark Sanchez is like his coach. Does that surprise was, you? Mark Sanchez I, is a great second-string quarterback. He's a very he you know, team-oriented player. And supposedly the Bears are looking at trying to make sure that he comes back as the second-string player and or maybe a player's coach, which I find very intriguing. But better than that, Mark Sanchez does a really good Jay Gruden impression. Does he? 
Yeah. Who's allegedly wanting to come back and coach. I know. So it was really exciting. Uh, But it was adorable. Uh, But they really like him there. I actually like Mitchell Trubisky in uh, dynasty formats. He could have a Sean McVay thing happen. They are expecting for John Fox to not be with this team next season. If he gets a good coach, a good offensive-minded coach, I think he's an intriguing play next year because the team really likes him. Um, I'm also going to say that this is not a great game for our man Jordan Howard who, by the way, um, has had a secretly good season. He's currently ranked fifth in rushing yards among running backs despite seeing 10 or fewer carries in three of his 15 games played. And only Mark Ingram has over 1,000 rushing yards with less carries. So he's done what he needs to do, but I am not playing him in Minnesota. So basically, he got 76 yards last time he played Minnesota. That was in week five. Since then, only one running back has had that many rushing yards. Also, only one running back has a receiving touchdown against the Vikings. Guess who it is? It's a bear. Tariq Cohen. Our worst enemy, Benny Cunningham. Cunningham. Does he do it again, people? Don't start it. (laughs) But I'm just saying, there you go. And, you know, the wide receivers, how can you trust them against the Vikings? So there you go. There you go. Ashley, what about the Vikings? Starts. Okay. You can start the Minnesota defense. I think that they will certainly get a couple – Picks off Mitchell Trubisky, so you can start then. You can also start the kicker, Kai Forbath. He's actually been doing pretty well the last three weeks, so I think he's somebody else that you can certainly start this week. You Also, I'm intrigued by Stefan Diggs. He caught five of eight targets for 60 yards and a touchdown last week, and he has turned together three good weeks in a row now. So it is an average matchup, so I would expect right around – nine points in standard leagues from him as your floor. So I feel pretty good about that. Now, Adam Thielen's gets a little trickier. He caught two six targets for 24 yards, making that two really, really bad weeks in a row for Mm -hmm. him. So I'm not loving this trend, whereas Diggs is trending up, Thielen is trending down. Um, The trend would tell you to play Diggs over Thielen for that reason. Uh, Chicago is up the 15th fewest points to wide receivers, so it isn't the most ideal matchup to count on a bounce back. Uh, in theory, we always tell you, play the guys that got you there. Adam Thielen is the one that got you there, not Stefan Diggs from, in most cases. But, man, it's just if not you're in the trending well for Thielen. you're not there because of Adam Thielen the last few weeks. That's well, true. Not the few weeks, yeah. But I'm just, I just don't think you can play. I think, if, as I'm saying, if it was me, I'm going to go Diggs over Thielen despite the fact that Thielen's one that probably got you there for the most part. It's just, it's just trending down. I don't love it. What I do like is Latavius Murray. He rushed 21 times for 69 yards, plus one catch for six yards. While not an amazing day, uh, it's still good enough to keep him in your lineup. So Chicago is pretty stout against the run, giving up the seventh fewest points. But Murray is, you know, he's the first and second down back uh, and the goal line back. So I think you could feel okay about him in your lineup. He's done pretty well for you. I'd say he's an RB2 to a flex option, but again, you can play him. Sleepers, Jerick McKinnon, he rushed seven times for 42 yards and had one catch for nine yards. Not exactly impressive, but there is upside there as a player if you are desperate for a flex option. The upside is there just in terms of he has had big games in the season, so he's capable of it if you're desperate. I'm benching Kyle Rudolph, guys. He only caught one ball for six yards. Uh, he was limited in practice on Thursday, but it is you know he is expected to play Sunday. I'm not feeling great about him. I don't know why the Vikings would risk playing him if he's not 100% healthy. They're going to need him for the playoffs, so I don't foresee him getting a lot of work. Now, I know two weeks ago he just got one catch and was in the end zone, and that was fine, but it's just not a great matchup in general, so I don't love it. I also don't love Case Keenum. Um, 
he hasn't exactly been lining up lately, and I don't think he's going to light it up on Sunday either. It's not a great matchup for him, so look elsewhere if you are trying to stream. Did you see that they said that Sam Bradford might play in the playoffs? He is practicing. Um, he will be activated after week 17. There is no way that they're going to – I can't even remotely imagine they pull Case Keenan, who got them <laughs> – to they Sam would. They I, would. I, They've been talking about it. The, the I did not even season. mention it because it is absolutely ludicrous. I know. And shame I know why on you didn't, them but. if they do it. Shame on them if they do because Case Keenum got you here. And it does. It's not fantasy relevant for most people here, but I. I can't even. I cannot think of a world where it makes any sense to put Sam Bradford in. Um, I think the world is that you're thinking of is called Minnesota. It's. It's a it's state up north. I can't, I can't even acknowledge the <laughs> lunacy of the conversation. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, you guys, it's the holidays, and this is the time where love is happening. Did you get engaged, any of you? This is all humans. No. It's not gendered. Uh, we're, we're all married, so we're boring. But if you got engaged, you need to go to Zola.com and check it out. Again, that is Zola, Z-O-L-A.com. Zola Registry has everything that you love about your favorite department stores, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, even wine subscriptions, which I love. And they have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds. So easy to use for both couples and their guests. You just sign up with Zola and you can receive a $50 credit towards your registry. Just go to Zola.com slash fantasy football again that's z-o-l-a dot com slash fantasy football now group gifting feature is for higher end gifts so if you want to put something on there that's a few hundred dollars but you're like no one's gonna buy this for me okay fine but maybe four people will buy it for you and that's awesome uh you can personalize your registry with pictures and notes uh price matching free shipping every day great app uh they also have a free suite of wedding planning tools like free wedding websites, guest list manager. Again, just go to Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com slash fantasy football, and you'll get a $50 credit towards your registry. Again, Zola.com slash fantasy football. Awesome. All right. We got the New York Jets, the New England Patriots. Everyone's heads are falling off in Jersey. Everyone's heads are falling off. Yep. Oh. After losing their leader, Joshua Cowan, a few weeks back, nearly everyone with a pulse is listed as questionable this week. Everyone was awful, except the only healthy guy, Bilal Powell. Now, with that said, I think I'm still staying away from all of the Jets. If Powell is the only thing the Patriots have to stop, they're going to do that. Unfortunately, Bryce Petty is just not cutting it. He has just over 300 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions over the last three games. That's that's not good. And because of that, Anderson has had no touchdowns and just over 100 yards total in those three games. So sad. The whole team is just sad. Matt Forte is questionable. Safarian Jenkins is questionable. Curse is questionable. Anderson is questionable. McGuire's play is questionable. And so is Bryce Petty. So really, uh, it, the whole team is just sad and not the team you're going to be looking for for flyers, regardless of how good the, the matchup is. The Patriots probably are just going to eat these guys up. It's kind of sad. I'm yeah. always a Jets fan, but 
not this week. Obviously, can't play the Jets defense. All right, what about the Patriots? Okay, so unfortunately, it's going to be difficult for me to do much assessment on this team because we had some breaking news just a couple hours ago that both Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger will sit this week. The only reason that the Pats needed to play was because if they won, then they were going to get a uh, home field advantage throughout. Now, now there is a you know a theory out there that the Steelers think they can beat the Browns with Landry Jones and um, Stephen Ridley, which might be true. It's, it's a valid thought. So maybe the Patriots still need to play. But if they see that they're killing the Jets early, I think they're going to pull a lot of these guys. I am very worried about these guys for your starters in week 17. Rob Gronkowski, why would they have him out there? He's borderline the MVP of the team. They don't need him to beat the Jets this week. So I don't understand that. Um, the Jets are basically a great matchup for everyone. Um, running backs and wide receivers kind of in the middle. But, you know, Deion Lewis was a stud last week. Uh, everyone thought it was going to be the Mike Gillisley revenge game. But it was really just Deion Lewis being like, you guys should have been using me in the red zone all year because I was so good. And you kept giving all my touchdowns to Rex Burkhead. That was me yelling. Um, it's also good. Also good. Also good, but come on now. Deion Lewis was a stud muffin, and he just proved himself. So it's fine, but I think they are going to use Gillisley more because of the matchup and going into playoffs, and they want to save Deion Lewis, right? Chris Hogan, shoulder, still limited in practice. James White, ankle, still limited in practice. Neither of them played, so I don't think you can trust them whatsoever. Uh, Brandon Cooks is kind of the guy, but again, if Tom Brady isn't out there for very long, we don't know. It could be Brian Hoyer. It could be the Brian Hoyer show, people. So uh, just a little warning. Uh, I think that they're going to get this game in hand and then maybe sit people. But this is also the Patriots, so maybe they'll shock us and they'll want to blow out the Jets to prove a point. I'm not quite sure, but I think things are thrown up in the air now. I think they're very surprised that Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell are not playing this week. I think that's shocking to them. So um, keep your eye on what's going on with the Patriots. We just don't know today on Thursday. All right, we got the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this game is going to be a snooze fest. Just saying. Saying out of the gate, I think it's yeah, going to be a great game. Um, starters, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, 97 yards off 24 carries, plus he caught four of his seven targets for 21 yards. We said he would do well, even though it wasn't a great matchup. He did do well. As crazy as it sounds, he actually has a chance at a thousand yard season, despite the six game suspension, uh, if he gets 120 yards this game. Now, Philly gives up the second fewest points to running backs. So that is not likely, in my opinion. Uh, but he will still have a good game. So you are still playing Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so where does that leave the other guys? Well, Alfred Morris didn't even find his way onto the field last Sunday. And Rod Smith has two carries for 10 yards plus three catches for 23 yards last week. Neither of that workload is good enough for you to consider playing him or sorry, either one of them in the flex role at all. As for does Bryant, I'm going to leave that up to you based on who your other options are. He did catch three passes for 44 yards on six targets. Again, not amazing. Uh, does Bryant did not practice Thursday, but he's not listed on the injury report, but he does have a questionable tag. If you look at him, um, in who, whether it's Yahoo, ESPN, or whatnot. He said that it's knee tendonitis. This is not something new. He's had knee tendonitis since, I believe, week eight. Is the first time he reported that. So I am not all that worried about it. It's a pretty good matchup. So he is worth a play this week, in theory, all depending on who you 
have as other options. Again, for me, Des Bryant is someone that I can sit there and say is a good option. He is, depending on who your other receivers are. So this is one, definitely tweet us on Sunday and we'll let you know who you should play. But Des has definitely not done well the last few games. Uh, Jason Witten, he was targeted quite a bit with nine targets, but he only caught five for 39 yards. It is not the best matchup, but this week uh, it's an average matchup. So there's not a whole lot of upside, but at least you know he's not going to zero out on you. So I guess you can maybe say that's upside when it comes to tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if this is Jason Witten's last Ooh, game in the NFL? Uh, I don't think it is. He's never going to die. Should be He's the like last week we play tight ends in the NFL fantasy league. I think he would. there would have been more hoopla around this. <laughs> maybe we should retire the last. tight ends with Jason Witten. Just saying. I love, Courtney, how much you fight for this, and it's never going to happen, but I appreciate it. could, too, happen. A lot of people do are doing leagues now where it's just flexes, wide receiver, tight ends, where you don't have to start one. So then if you want to draft Kelsey or Gronk, go for it, but you don't have to every week go, hmm, Cameron Braid or Eric Ebron. Gross. Yeah. Well, for most people, they still have to think about that. And the question is, <laughs> is three to five points good enough for you? Because that's what Jason Witten's floor generally is. So that hasn't changed. Uh, in terms of bench, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, and Dak Prescott are all on my bench. Uh, not enough volume for the receivers. And Dak does not have a great matchup. And he, I think, got five points last week. Another really stellar outing. So don't We thought that. he was back. We thought he was back. But then happened? Zeke came back and became the Zeke show. And this will be the Zeke show. It too. wasn't even Zeke... a good Zeke show. He got 10 points. It wasn't, standards. but still, like, he at least still had 97 yards. I mean, Dak was terrible. You know, it was just bad. And I think that, you know, if if Zeke knows he's only 120 yards away from a 1,000-yard season, I think he could may want to get that just to kind of poke the bear it's at the NFL a, a little bit. It's going to be a bloody Sunday. I think there's going to be a lot of coaches fired. I'm really scared, actually. It's going to be crazy. I'm not. Well, Courtney's this is not Garrett, obviously. Bye. But... Yeah. Well, Look at the 20-year-olds kicking bottom in, I think a lot in of people Los see... Angeles and San Francisco. They're fine. You know, people see Sean McVay and think we could get that too. How rare is it that someone like Coach Sean McVay comes and does so well in organization right away? It is rare, people. Where do the wise? I want him to come to my house and coach me on how to do that better too. I think he could do it. I, I think, think he he's got like a franchise thing. I think he's the next Kardashians. The McVeigh, Oprah, That's you know, old. just like you know, really just taking over every little thing. You know, I see it. I see it in his future. Well, I think it will also be a bloodbath. But for that, you know, I don't know. On to Philly, which is also really intriguing. So we'll start with some news here. Nick Foles had the kind of week we thought that he would, and not in a good way, where he fell down to earth after a very good initial week uh, when they came in for Carson Wentz. He completed just 19 of 38 passes for 163 yards, one touchdown, plus an interception. It was eight total points. Ouch. Um, Num number one seed in the playoffs. <laughs> not great. Whoops. Not great. Now, <laughs> Nick Foles said he is preparing to start this week against the Cowboys. Interestingly enough, Coach Peterson said that he may treat this game like a preseason game. So nice. that means Nick Foles and Nate Sudfeld or the two guys, Sudfeld's the other quarterback in rotation. Uh, Foles has been taking first-string reps, but there's a chance, for whatever reason, apparently it makes sense to treat this game like a preseason game. 
maybe it's because I got it locked up and uh, coach doesn't quite believe in fools and he wants to see what he's got in Sudfeld. So word to the wise, I don't know what's going on here, but that basically downgrades everybody for me. I don't love the situation that I'm hearing here. Um, in terms of Zach Ertz, he caught nine of 14 targets for 81 yards and he had a few opportunities. I'm going to use that term loosely to score, um, but Foles <laughs> missed him. He missed him twice in the end zone. Um, so you're still playing Ertz because at least he got 81 yards even while being missed twice for touchdowns. So you can still feel totally fine about Zach Ertz. JJ, I think you could also feel okay about. He rushed 14 times. He had 52 yards and then caught two balls for 21 yards plus a touchdown. And he seems to have established himself as the lead back currently on this team. With Garrett Blunt rushed five times for 12 yards on one catch for three. That is not enough upside or volume for you to play him unless you're in seriously deep leagues. But JJ has seemed to really establish himself at this point in time. My sleepers is I'm going to go with all the wide receivers here. Alshon Jeffrey didn't have a single catch last week. And he was only targeted twice. The lead receiver was only targeted twice. That is concerning. Now, Nelson Aguilar was targeted seven times. He caught four of them for 35 yards. Uh, but with this possible switch at quarterback and switching potentially throughout the game, um, I'm not sure either of these guys are great options this week. It is very risky. So look elsewhere if you can. Plus, right. there's a chance they get benched. So, plus, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, real fast before we go into our next matchup, I just wanted to read a few people's comments to us uh, after this last week of their championship game. Suzanne Unk just emailed us over Facebook. Thanks, ladies. Back to back fantasy championships. Your draft sheets make it so easy. With the Keeper League, I kept Bell and picked up Gurley with the last pick of the first round. Thanks for your hard work. Her, uh, League is called the Dirty South FFL. Love so, it. Thank you, Suzanne. Congrats. Appreciate you. Congratulations. We also got another one here. Let's see her. Hold on a second. It's taking me to a different way. Um, it says, doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, Hi, I wanted to say thank you. My fantasy season started with using your cheat sheet and listening to your YouTube channel throughout the season. You helped me so much especially because it's not always that easy to find advice on deep leagues. But with your help, I won my championship game, and I am playing in the fantasy championships leagues. Thank you. So that's from Julie Lupke. Um, it went on, but we'll cut it off there. But thank you guys so much for listening to our show week in and week out. We appreciate you always. Um, so hopefully we can get you guys your championship here in week 17. So let's carry on. I doubt anybody on these two teams are going to help you, but who knows the Redskins are bouncing back. We have the Washington Redskins, the New York giants. All right. Kirk cousins. Whew. Listen, just in general, those Redskins really put on their Sunday best last week. Did they not against yeah, the Broncos? I I they thought did. the Broncos were going to play well against the Redskins. I really did. Not only just as a Broncos fan, but like just no. it just felt like it. I not, had no confidence. Not the case. Not the case <laughs> at all. The Redskins <laughs> totally destroyed them. I hate them even more now. Um, and I didn't even think that was possible. No, well, hold on. I think he's our next quarterback. Say, for the everybody. only bright yep. spot in last week's game is <laughs> that we got to see, hopefully, the Broncos' future quarterback, Kirk Cousins, tear it up. So I'm we saying, I think everybody here, everybody here in Denver was using this as their own person, like they were a personal NFL scout, really just watching Kirk Cousins. That's really right. what the game was about. The Denver Broncos fans have already 
picked up Kirk Cousins. They've already mm -hmm. traded for him. They already took him. They're in, in our hearts. So let's go, John Elway. Do the right thing for the first time. Do the right thing. Um, but listen, <laughs> therefore, you can start Kirk Cousins again this week because I think he's playing for a job next year, and I think that's exciting. So I think this is exactly what you want out of your quarterback in your championship week. So go, Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Giants give up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks and tight ends. Therefore, you can play Vernon Davis, who we love. Davis just falls out of the top 10 tight ends as the backup for Washington. So well done, sir. I like him again this week. Um, the ninth most, the Giants give up the ninth most to running backs and the seventh most to wide receivers. So listen, last week, Cousins got all three wide receivers involved, and I think he will again this week. Start them in in the ranking order, which is Crowder, Doxson, Grant. But I think Grant even has a chance to help your team in deep leagues. I think it's possible that they're going to be airing the ball out, um, which usually affects the running back, but I don't think it will either. P. Ryan is back in full this week for the first time in a while. I think he's going to have a bounce back week. He's struggled lately in both fantasy points and with injuries, but Last time he played the Giants, he had 130 yards. I think he could do it again. I really do think P. Ryan could do something special this week as well. Obviously, he can start the Washington defense. This is clearly a great matchup against the struggling Giants. Yeah, to put it nicely. To mm -hmm. put it nicely. Uh, did you know that Ryan Grant and uh, Josh Doxson have played the same number of games, but Grant has 12 more catches and 85 more yards? Now, Josh Doxson has two more touchdowns, but still, isn't that mm -hmm. crazy? No. And yet every week we have to talk about Doxson being a sleeper. And, you know, like in fantasy Twitter land, everyone's like, what about Doxson? And we're like, mm. Real fast, Nate Hamilton on Twitter just tweeted us, I'm not alone in wanting to eliminate the tight end position. See? See? Nope. It's bad. It's bad. Thanks, no need. Nate. Thanks, no Nate. Need. Way to go, Nate. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Giants, though, Sterling Shepard did not play at Washington Week 12. He's questionable this week with a neck injury. Also questionable, Evan Engram with a rib injury and Roger Lewis with an ankle injury. Tavares King is doubtful even because he's in concussion protocol. So there is a possibility that it's going to be Travis Rudolph and Hunter Sharp as the two starting wide receivers Woo! this week for the Giants. And Rhett Ellison, the tight end of note. Um yeah, season. Wow. Also, Janoris Jenkins uh, called Eli Apple a cancer. This team has more drama. And by the way, yeah. I loved how the beginning of the season, everyone's like, it's Odell Beckham Jr. That's the drama on this team. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Scapegoat. He was what the he problem. Was. Yeah, he was the problem. Uh, listen, uh, Eli Manning is still playing football. I don't know. Is there anything else you want is me to there? say about that? Is that? Barely. Is that uh, enough coverage? That's uh, enough. I don't think there's anything else to say other than I do think there's one person who could have a decent game here, and and that is Wayne Gallman. Uh, you know, 10 carries last week on the for 18 yards, but he was involved with the receiving game. Uh, I think that he's an intriguing play. Um, Orleans Darkwa, his productivity has really dropped off over the last three weeks. But, you know, it is a good matchup against Washington. You can run on Washington. And if there are no wide receivers, gosh, I hope that this interim coach just says, you know what, Eli, just hand it off. Let's just get out of this season, please. Just hand it off. Uh, so I think that there's a possibility as a flyer that Wayne Gallman would be your guy. 
Throw yourself into retirement. Thank you. Just light your money on fire and just play <laughs> one of the giants. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, if you exactly. play fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. Light it on fire. All right, we got the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons. So last week was an awful week for all of the Panthers. So bad. I wow. never thought that absolutely all of them would be so bad against the Buccaneers. Like, unbelievable. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I oh. surely didn't. Go Sorry, ahead. Sorry, I have to just interrupt. It was Landon Collins, not Janoris Jenkins. Sorry, Janoris. We're still friends again. That's who called Eli Apple a cancer. I'm sorry. Was that Landon? Was off the top of my head. It was Landon. Oh, God. Yeah, Landon. he apologized. But, you know, how do you take that one back? Yeah. Trust me, I've tried to pull that with my husband, but some was fights he misquoted. Yeah, take, <laughs> take back. You got to just let the time. Let it lie. Just let it lie. All right. When it comes to the Panthers, I have to say that all of them are still starters, right? I, I really don't know what to say about these guys. Cam got 20 fantasy points the last time they played um, Atlanta in week nine. A side note, Newton had no passing touchdowns that game as he didn't last week. So that's not good news if you're a Funchess owner. Funchess is clearly not healthy, yeah. um, but he'll most likely be back in again this week, which is just crazy to me. Let the man just rest. But he has had a total of 30 yards over the last two games. So there is no upside, um, in my opinion, this week with Mr. Devin Funchess. I'm looking elsewhere. Um, as far as Christian McCaffrey, I'm not going to let, last week affect my feelings towards McCaffrey. I'm still starting him regardless of the tough matchup as well. He has begun this pattern of having a good game, then a bad game. This is supposed to be one of his good games. He had 15 fantasy points the last time these two teams met in standard scoring. Um, I'm holding off on the Stewart scenario if I can. They will need him, but I think there are better flex options out there this week. Uh, I, I I just don't love Stewart as much as I think McCaffrey is going to have a successful day. As far as the Carolinas defense, unlike the offense, the defense was hot last week. That makes four out of the last five games with 11 or more fantasy points. New Orleans had 13 fantasy points last week against the Falcons. So I like the Panthers defense a lot this week. As far as Greg Olson, he came back to earth as well. Sad. Slow tier. He did still manage six targets, so I'm still starting him and hoping he finds the yards because, again, I don't know if he's going to get that touchdown. Um, so you're going to need him to get 60 yards, and that's six fantasy points in standard leagues. That's just going to have to be good enough for you. All right, Brandon, what about the Falcons? Uh, sorry, I was uh, muted. I thought I was on mute, and then I wasn't on mute, and then I hit it anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. So, the Carolina Panthers uh, and the Atlanta Falcons both need a win this week. Now, the Carolina Panthers are already in the playoffs, but if they win and then the Saints lose, they have a possibility of winning the division. The Atlanta Falcons have to win to get in, period. And yet, I feel like the Atlanta Falcons play with – as much passion as I have when I'm doing my laundry. Yeah. Is it just me? Is it mm -hmm. just me? Mm -hmm. I feel like they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, we play football. So this is what we'll do this Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Seattle loss. A Tevin Coleman has one more touchdown on the season than Devontae Freeman, if you can believe it. That is my bizarro uh, stat here. Neither of them, though, scored a touchdown against the Panthers in Week 9. I think this is going to be a tough matchup. I don't feel good about this. This game is supposedly going to be a place where people are going to go for fantasy points because everyone's in a must-win. I don't know. Yeah. Also interesting, the Atlanta Falcons are tied with the Oakland Raiders with the least amount of interceptions for their defense in the National Football League, only five on the season. So I don't even think they're really going to be stopping uh, Cam. I don't I don't even understand what's going on here. Matt Ryan, is there anyone more mediocre than Matt Ryan as a fantasy quarterback? 14 fantasy points last week and a loss at New Orleans. Again, in a must-win situation, just a completely tepid performance. Our man, Mohamed Sanu, has been letting us down as of late. He's had three bad performances out of the last four weeks. Uh, He has to score a touchdown to be relevant. And again, I'm just not quite sure that's going to happen. Happen. Devontae Freeman even went down into nothing land with only three fantasy points last week. We got Tevin Coleman, who, you know, I mean, what are we even going to say about this guy at this point? The whole team just is apathetic right now. All I mean, it's just, you know, Freeman he, has he, a few he, bursts here and there, but. Yeah, it's just it's sad. So, and the worst news is Julio Jones is questionable with the injuries he's always been questionable with. But the guy only has three touchdowns on the entire season, two of which were in the same game where he went for 253 yards. Now, he did his part last week, you guys, 149 yards. That's always why you have to start him. So I'm still starting him, obviously. But I just feel bad. Sarkeesian, their their new offensive coordinator after Kyle Shanahan left town, just simply has not been able to motivate this team at bare minimum they're just not putting up the numbers that we need uh but again you know julio is always a must start you're probably starting Devontae freeman because they need to win this game other than that though i just think it's all no 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 poor atlanta falcons that coach should be cut all right kansas city chiefs (laughs) the denver broncos Yeah, we're going to get brutal with you guys this week. A brutal. So here's (laughs) the problem. Um, Alex Smith has already been uh, ruled out for this particular game. Okay. Uh, They are going to start Patrick Mahomes against Denver at Denver. Now, the nice news is that Patrick Mahomes uh, is going to have family in town. It's going to be a big deal. And everyone's really excited to start Patrick Mahomes. Um, The bad news is he's playing against the Denver Broncos, who still have a pretty decent defense. And even though they didn't show up against Kirk Cousins, a rookie quarterback making his uh, debut on their home turf as the last game of the year while they're all still fighting for their jobs and their starting positions. I don't think it's as good as they want it to be. So interesting. <laughs> On top of that, we're not quite sure Kareem Hunt's going to play. This is Andy Reid. He's usually, um, he's traditionally very conservative about um, starters in week 17. So it's not likely he's going to play. However, Charkandrick West is questionable, mispracticed with an illness. So if Kareem Hunt does play, it's because I just don't want anybody else. Uh, but I have a feeling they're going to be holding him out. I do not think that there is even a chance in Hades that you're going to see a Travis Kelsey sighting. Uh, and even Tyreek Hill, I think, is just at the bare minimum. They still haven't projected to have like six fantasy points or what have you for this week. Uh, I think that's a... Um, 
optimistic. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So in general, we just have a team that's going to be resting their starters against a divisional opponent that has no chance at the playoffs, never did, let's just be honest. And, uh, you know, but they're still playing at altitude against a divisional opponent who has a pretty good defense. So I don't like anyone from this team, and I don't care who's starting. Boom. There you go. Well, you're going to have to dig deep to find out who's starting anyway, so I would just stay away. It's never good. Never good. Rookie against the Broncos, I agree yeah. with you, Brandon. Digging deep plus a rookie? No, thanks. All right, Brent. Ashley, what about the Broncos? Anybody to start on that offense? Well, offense, one player. But defense, I'm going to say you can play the Denver Bronco defense. I agree with Brandon. I like the rookie factor in the mix here, um, plus the fact that we're not going to have some of the vets there to be able to possibly kind of even out some of those mistakes. I think Denver defense could have a nice game. So I like that you can play them. Uh, In terms of news, I have to say the news because it sets the tone for the rest of the team is that coach Vance Joseph said the plan is to play Paxton Lynch this week. So um, here we go. Paxton Lynch, in my opinion, uh, is really terrible at stepping through his progressions. He cannot see his second, third options at all. Um, this will not be a great game, but that is good news for you if you are a CJ Anderson owner. He's pretty much the only starter on this team, in my opinion. Last week, he rushed 16 times for 88 yards and a touchdown, plus seven catches for 45 yards. His volume has been really consistent as of late. So, um, again, once they made that change, a new offensive coordinator, they've actually been running CJ, and that is what they should have been doing all season long. So I feel good about playing him. I think CJ will have a nice day. In terms of my sleepers, Demarius Thomas, I can't tell you to start. I just can't do it. He caught four of six targets for 52 yards. And that was the production that you got from him with not only Brocken, who was a better quarterback than Paxton Lynch, um, but pretty much no other receiver was in sight. And that was still all he got was 52 yards and only six targets. So if you need five points, I guess this guy could be your guy in the flex role, but I don't see a whole lot of upside for him with Paxton Lynch being in. Um, It's just not a good option because Emmanuel Sanders is more than likely not going to play, so they're going to blanket Demarius Thomas. Paxton Lynch is going to get picked off a bunch. It's just going to be a nightmare. So in my opinion, look elsewhere from Demarius Thomas. Devontae Booker actually got a decent amount of volume, rushing eight times for 47 yards, plus five catches for an additional 24 yards. I think he could see similar production as they will run the majority of the game with Lynch in. So I think obviously Anderson is going to do the best. He is the lead back. But I think Booker is an interesting flex if you are desperate because he is going to see some action and he is a pass catching back. So there is that opportunity that Lynch will dump off to him because he gets flustered. So the option is there, especially if you're in PPR. I think he's an interesting play. Bench, as I said, Emmanuel Sanders, his ankle. He didn't practice Thursday, is not expected to play this week. Cody Latimer will also probably not play and is considered day-to-day. So, again, it really is just the DN, uh, sorry, Demarius Thomas show, and that show is not worth buying a ticket to. Boom. Boom. Kind of like, uh, what's that movie with Meg Ryan and Nicolas Cage? City of Angels. City of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans. So Ashley. we'll start with some news here. And really, really good news for you. Despite being a lock for the playoffs, Coach Marone says he has no plans to rest starters in Sunday's game uh, against the Titans, which I will okay. say is – Hold on. But, you know what? I, feel, I don't you think know? they can afford to bench this team because I think they are a team that – I don't word this nicely. 
I don't know how talented they are as a team. I feel like they finally are starting <laughs> to find some chemistry, you know, and I feel like when you rest somebody, like right now they're kind of in a hot streak. And so I feel like if you rest the team, you, you potentially lose that. Now, do I think they're all going to play the whole game? Probably not, right? So Leonard Fournette, let's start with him as a starter. He rushed 18 times for 48 yards and had a touchdown, plus catching all three of his targets for 22 yards. Not a great day, but you are not benching Leonard Fournette despite the tough matchup this week. I think that he will play a majority of the time. Again, I think Doug Marone wants this team to still be able to gel. This is not the Patriots, you know what I'm saying? The Jags are not the Patriots. They need to still play. I don't think they can afford to rest their starters all week, in my opinion. Uh, another 20-plus point game for Mr. Blake Bortles. Yes, indeed. He completed 32 of 50 passes for 382 yards, two touchdowns. He had three interceptions, but you know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He also rushed five times for 31 yards. Yes! Uh, he's still a great streamer, guys, and he should be considered a starter over whoever else you have on your team, depending on who's on your team. So he's a great, great streamer. I like him. Again, he'll play a majority of the game as well. Now, let's talk about the receivers here. Marquise Lee's ankle did not practice Thursday and is not expected to play this week. Keelan Cole caught six of his 13 targets for 108 yards in further confirmation that you should play Cole over Westbrook, which I know we had a healthy discussion on um, during our SiriusXM show in terms of Westbrook versus Cole. Courtney felt very confused when people were recommending Westbrook over Cole. Um, and Cole should have been the guy that you played. So not only did he score more points than him, but he also outplays him on the snap count-wise in terms of D.D. Westbrook. So with that said, he did tweak his quad in last week's game, and he was limited at Thursday's practice. So I do think that he should still play on Sunday, and if he does, you should play him in what should be a top-10 matchup. So feel okay about him. Alan Hearns, he's limited in Thursday's practice. I would not play him. He hasn't seen action in a while. D.D. Westbrook... Despite not having as good of a game as Keelan Cole, still had a good game, four of seven for 74 yards, and he just missed a touchdown. So he was so close that you have an even better game. Uh, this is a great matchup, so he's another great flex option. And for me, I'm really intrigued by TJ Yeldon. I think he's an intriguing flex option this week. I can see them pulling Fournette early, and if they do, Yeldon will benefit from that. Last week, he rushed five times for 13 yards and a touchdown, plus he caught seven of 10 targets for 64 yeah, he yards. He was like all over the field. He was, and I think that was going to happen again this week. I think they also want to establish him a little bit going into the postseason as well. So I think if you need a good flex option, TJ Yeldon could be your guy. All right, the Titans, Mr. Delaney Walker. I doubt this is going to be a huge game for Walker, unfortunately. Somewhere between five and eight fantasy points in standard leagues, which in most cases is good enough for a tight end position. Hashtag retire tight ends with Witten. Um, I mean, he, he is only 12 yards away from his total yards of last year, so there's a good chance he's going to be involved to get at least that he is three touchdowns short though. So that's, that's not going to happen. Um, Marcus Mariota, I spent some time looking at his numbers throughout the years. And although he's had six more interceptions this year um, than last year, I, 
he's had no fumbles, which is really surprising because in the last two years before, he's had like five and six um, fumbles. So that does progress. even its way out. Progress, Ashley, it is. This is true. The biggest problem for Mariota this, this year is the lack of touchdowns. He has 17 total touchdowns compared to the 28 in 2016. Um, so we've all seen this go this happen and just this complete implosion of Mariota of maybe this isn't the next fantasy hero we are hoping for. Um, so I just don't think you can trust him, um, especially against the Jags. I just think uh, look elsewhere. Murray suffered a third degree MCL tear last week. Whatever that means, he appears to be a game time decision still, which is shocking to me. I don't think I would roll with either one of these no. guys, Henry or Murray. Um, Murray was able to get 59 yards and a touchdown last week before getting hurt, which is great. But his best game in the last, that was his best game in the last six weeks, which isn't great, which means there's no upside. His ceiling is not high. There's no like making up points when you need it. So I don't love him. Henry will most likely be the main back regardless of, of whether or not Murray plays. But Jacksonville gives up the 13th, the fewest fantasy points to running backs. And Henry just hasn't been good either. So I just, I think you should stay away. And unfortunately, guys, for these talented receivers, which I do think they're all very talented, they just can't be trusted. With Mariota's struggles and the fact that Jacksonville gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points, to wide receivers, both Matthews and Davis will be like last resorts in your fantasy leagues. I would really look for somebody else to get you those points. If And I get it if you can't because so many people aren't playing or are questionable or they too have an awful quarterback. Um, I get why you'd have to play them, but I'm just warning you, it could be dicey. It could be dicey. All right, we got the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams. Those 49ers, Ashley. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Still not on the train. Still not on oh. the train. All right, Ashley. Another great outing for the man. 44-33 win over the Jags last week. Garoppolo remains an undefeated starting quarterback. Boom. I know some people are down on him yet again this week. Ashley obviously is one of those. But I have to say, if he can manage 44 points against the Jags, what's to say he can't do it again against the Rams? And as Brandon will mention soon, maybe the Rams aren't going to be playing all of their studs. So this is a good opportunity for Garoppolo to just have a good time. These two teams and the head coaches have something to prove. And I think – Although maybe the Rams might take a day off, I don't think the 49ers will, and I like Garoppolo again this week. Goodwin was limited in practice with a back injury. He only managed three receptions off of 37 yards last week. If he remains limited or doesn't play, I think that's a big boost for Trent Taylor. He had 19 yards and a touchdown with Goodwin on the field. So I do like Taylor this week if Goodwin is remains questionable until that day. Even if Goodwin does play, I think Trent Taylor is going to see, uh, see the most important targets, which happen to be in the red zone. Uh, Carlos Hyde, you can run on the Rams. Hyde had only um, – had one of his better games last week with 73 yards and a touchdown. The last time these two teams met, Hyde had over 20 fantasy points in standard scoring. Um, Brita isn't a bad choice in deep leagues either. He 
two had double digits last week, and the two seem to work well together if the team uses them properly. So I like both of these guys. I don't mind either of them. Now, as for the tight ends, it's risky, but Kittle is a favorite of Garoppolo in the red zone as well. Selleck is more of a blocker now. Keep an eye on both of their injuries. Um, but I think Kittle could be a, a risky but smart play to play this week. All right, Brandon, the Rams. I mean, like which Rams? The Rams that we know or the Rams that are coming on Sunday? Because those are two different teams, everybody. Just stop doing what you're doing. Stop. Jared Goff is officially resting. Todd Gurley is officially resting. Aaron Donald is officially resting. They're going to be uh, also probably sitting Andrew Whitworth, uh, John Sullivan. Uh, it's Those are offensive line. You guys, it's going to be nuts. They're just deciding they're done. Yep. Uh, so they guys for playoffs. They they have not officially announced that Robert Woods won't play, but I have uh, I am assuming that he's not going to play based off of his injury history. I don't know why they would do that. Cooper Cup. It sounds like he is going to play, although he was sidelined on Thursday due to a knee injury. He currently is the leading rookie uh, wide receiver of the year with 869 receiving yards so far. It's pretty nuts. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is close, could probably eclipse him in this one particular week, but this is very intriguing, everybody, so uh, get it together. I, there's not really much else to say about the Rams because they're all out, and Greg Zerline's not there anymore, so really, what is there to talk about, right? Nothing. So true. Absolutely Still nothing. reeling from Zerline. Well, this, these two teams hold, might be the team on. that you have to Did we talk about this? I, I don't remember who I was listening to, but it was something about – the highest percentage of teams that made it to their championship week with the highest player percentage was Greg Zerline. Second was Todd Gurley. I want to say what it was, but more teams in the championship had Greg Zerline on their roster than any other player in the NFL. Who called the Rams Renaissance? Just wanted to say you did, Brandon. You did. I just want to give some little love more to Greg Zerline. Love him. Yeah. Love him. Pickers best. matter, people. Tight ends don't. All right, Buffalo <laughs> Bills, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> so you're starting with Sean McCoy. He rushed 17 times for 71 yards, and he caught five of seven targets for 76 yards. The guy's just been on fire um the last few weeks he has another great matchup this week so feel good about LaShawn mccoy uh the rest of the teams are sleepers to bench players so in terms of sleepers kelvin benjamin caught five of seven targets for 70 yards honestly that was better than i thought it was gonna be yeah. so it still wasn't great and it was very clear that he was still not 100 percent um you know and he has been limited in practice so what i would say is Play him at your own risk in what is a difficult matchup. You need to be pretty desperate to put Kelvin Benjamin in, but sometimes you are. We've all been there, so I get it. Uh, at least he got 70 yards last week, so that bodes well, but it is a difficult matchup this week. Now, Clay, Char sorry, Charles Clay caught four of 10 targets for 37 yards. So 37 yards, that's not great. But I think that any tight end who gets double-digit targets is a good option and a guy to still put in your lineup with upside because not many tight ends get double-digit targets. So Charles Clay, therefore, is someone that you can play this week. And Miami gives up the third most points to tight ends. So there is some serious, serious upside there. I think Charles Clay scores this week. Play him. Uh, bench, Deontay Thompson had a heck of a game last week, four or five, catching four or five for 91 yards. Um, 
But let's start with the fact that playing him would be incredibly risky. And then you add the fact that he's been evaluated after suffering a soldier injury in practice on Thursday. I don't like it. No, don't do this. This is your championship. We don't put guys like Deontay Thompson in unless you are beyond, beyond desperate. Uh, quick injury updates in case you had any of these guys. Wide receiver Andre Holmes is on IR uh, with a neck injury. Running back Traverius uh, Cadet also out with a dislocated ankle for the season. Um, and there's not enough upside for me to consider streaming Tyrod Taylor this week. Just don't do it. As for Miami, so um, Jarvis Landry is potentially going to be a free agent. Now, there has been allegedly some contract talks between him and Miami. Um, and he has gone on to say that he wants to stay with Miami. But then he did follow up, and I quote, obviously getting what you deserve and everything. This is what I work for. So we'll see. Now. That's not exactly encouraging either. What I will say is he could be viewing this as his last game to impress other teams. Kind of like Corny said about Kirk Cousins, this is a bit of an audition game for him as well. Now, what's interesting to me is that Jarvis Landry's been a top receiver for a few years now, but he doesn't quite get that same respect as other top receivers. So I could see him going out there and trying to put together a really nice game. Last week, he caught five of seven targets for 51 yards. Uh, so that should be considered his floor. But for the most part, he's been really good all season. So he's definitely someone that you should still be starting. Kenyon Drake, you should also be starting. He rushed 13 times for 57 yards. And while that is not impressive, the Bills do give up the most points to running back. So he should be able to put together a nice little game. Sleepers, Devontae Parker went 5 of 10 for 63 yards. Jakeem Grant caught 4 of 6 for 107 yards and a touchdown. And then Kenny Stills caught 4 of 6 targets for 54 yards. Jay Cutler is spreading the ball around. So... That means all of these guys have at least an opportunity for yardage as well as touchdowns. Uh, the Bills give up the fourth fewest points to wide receivers. So while it's not a great matchup, they're all decent flex options for the fact that they all get around six targets a game and you can generally do something with six targets. So I like that. Bench, Damian Williams, um, he remained limited uh, this week and, and, and in Thursday's practice, so do not play him. And then just a little news, Jay Cutler says he will only return in 2018 as a starter. Um, so it seems like this is probably the last year of Jay Cutler, but crazier things have happened. So we'll see how he wants to go on play. It's potentially his last game. Yeah. You're not playing him. Let me be very clear. You're not playing Jay Cutler. No. But hopefully no. that means good things for the surrounding cast. All right, Oakland Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers. I know Lynch hasn't been great, but he is the best thing going for the Oakland Raiders right now. He also has the best matchup of the day, so you will need to play him again this week, you guys. The last two running backs that faced the Chargers had 20.5 fantasy points and 32.6 fantasy points in standard scoring. Now, I'm not saying Marshawn Lynch is going to get that. But even if he gets 15 fantasy points, that's a good day for Marshawn Lynch. And probably where you have him on your team is good enough for you to put him in that flex spot for sure, if not a running back two spot. For Michael Crabtree, uh, listen, he killed us last week. After being targeted three times, he hurt his hamstring and was out the rest of the game, leaving us with zero points. Why? Why? Sorry to say the word isn't out on whether he will play this week yet. The Raiders are out of playoff contention, so there really isn't any need to put Crabtree in for the Raiders. So I don't think you can rely on him, and I would go ahead and find his replacement now. Now, with that said, if Crabtree is out, Cooper isn't an awful play. 
This is still a tough matchup for receivers. Only two one wide, oh, excuse me, wide receivers have had double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring since week seven against them. So Cooper did come back last week after nothing the previous three weeks with 66 yards and a touchdown. Listen, it's risky, but I know that a lot of us are desperate around here. So Cooper possibly could find the end zone again. So he might get you seven fantasy points. Derek Carr, another solid performance for Carr. 140 <laughs> yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. So bad. Didn't even have six fantasy points. Yikes. It has been a long time since we rode the car train. In fact, I don't think it even left the station at all this year. It's really sad. But Carr, I think somebody said Carr is like one of the most overpaid quarterbacks that give you a Blaine Gabbert performance. And I think that's mean to Gabbert. I think Gabbert's had some shiny <laughs> moments this year. Okay? So I don't think that's very yeah. nice to say. Tough stuff. T tough stuff. Uh, as far as Jared Cook, as long as Carr is bad, I don't think you should look this way for a tight end, you guys. I'm sorry, but I think there's better flyers out there. And, of course, you can't start the Oakland's defense. Well, certainly if you don't want uh if you want interceptions uh you can't do that because they have none basically uh mm -hmm. okay so here's what's going on um melvin gordon should not play this week okay he uh suffered an ankle injury it's a little bit all over the map as to how bad it is uh in terms of the reporting i don't know why they would risk not having melvin gordon in the playoffs if they do get there or risk him not being there next season or having to get surgery and being out the entire off season when they know that they have a decent team coming back. So I, I, I don't know, but they're, they're still listening. him was questionable. Brandon Oliver will be his backup more than likely. Austin Eckler. It's another thing with him. He supposedly broke his hand, but he's listed as questionable. It's been a weird year for those running backs in, in uh, Los Angeles. So uh, I don't know what to say about that other than I don't think you can trust Melvin Gordon, man. I just, don't. I think what they're going to do is they're going to put this on Philip Rivers' back, right? Philip Rivers had an okay game last week, not great, but the point is he didn't need to because Melvin Gordon was running all over the place. But I think they're going to get back to Keenan Allen, uh, back to even Tyrell Williams, who also had five catches, he and Keenan Allen, in last week's performance. They didn't get a touchdown and they didn't have a ton of yards, but they were being used. So I, I think that's going to just go up. And also Antonio Gates now has two back-to-back -back games with touchdowns with Hunter Henry yeah. now on IR. So old man Rivers back. So if you had that Jared Cook life, you can come over to the Gates life. It's a little bit nicer over here. I think you can start that Chargers defense too. I do think the Chargers want to win, even though it's a smaller chance for them to get into the playoffs. I think that this is a pride thing. So um, I would start their defense as well. All right. The Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. All right. So after two kind of ho-hum weeks, Larry Fitzgerald bounced back, catching nine of 15 targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. Larry! Oh, I love Larry. Number um, one wide receiver in standard scoring. Hashtag retire tight ends with Larry. Oh. No, we don't want Larry to retire. Well, I am not jumping on that train. Nope, 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 nope. He'll be 50 anyway. and he's out there. It's an average matchup for Larry. Um, so keep Larry in your lineups. So you don't bench Larry. You don't do that. Uh, sleepers, Kerwin Williams, he rushed 16 times for 51 yards and caught two or three passes for 14. 
he was playing a bit injured last week. So um, he was limited to practice this week as well. And he had a new injury, which was a rib injury that was added to his array of uh, injuries. So against Seattle, I think you should try to find another option, personally. Uh, Bench, Elijah Penny, and eight, who had eight carries for 24 yards. He also caught two passes for eight yards. Um, he would be, in theory, the next man up if Williams was hurt during the game again with his injuries to the point where he couldn't come back in but in my opinion there's not enough volume there to even remotely consider him in a championship game we're too deep in the season for you to be putting someone like elijah penny in um and you're not playing jj nelson or john brown those are both no's as well uh, as for seattle you can play the seattle defense i think they're going to have a decent game um you can also start russell wilson who has seriously fallen off a ledge the past two games, scoring 11 points and 14 points. It's been bad. Uh, last week he completed 14 of 21 passes for 93 yards. He also had two touchdowns and 30 yards uh, on the ground. Um, this is an average matchup. So hopefully he can get you at least 18 points this week. I think he's going to fall between 18 to 20 points is where he's going to be. So at least be a step up from what he's had the last two weeks. Um, I guess, yeah, if Blake Bortles is out there, maybe go get him, which is crazy to say. But um, at least Russell Wilson's going to be playing. So Russell Wilson can play him. Jimmy Graham, he was only targeted one time last week, uh, you know, which he did catch for at least a three-yard touchdown. But uh, this is an average matchup. So while the yardage has not been there for Jimmy Graham, he has been a serious red zone target for this team. So you still have to play Jimmy Graham. There's too much upside there for him to score for you to not play him. Same goes for Doug Baldwin. Uh, he caught four of his six targets for 35 yards, and he had a touchdown last game. Um, again, Wilson looks for him in the end zone. So he has to be in your lineup. It's a middle-of-the-pack matchup, so I think that Doug Baldwin should be fine. Feel okay about playing him. Sleepers. Paul Richardson caught two or four targets for 21 yards, had a locket, uh, only had one catch for seven yards. That's just not enough volume to put him in as a flex option, especially with Russell Wilson struggling a little bit. Look elsewhere. And then bench, uh, we'll talk about the running backs and their production. Mike Davis, 25 yards off 15 carries. J.D. McKissick didn't even get a single touch the entire game. And then Thomas Rawls had five carries for 20 yards. All terrible options, terrible, terrible, terrible do not play a Seattle running back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ha haven't done it all season. Don't plan on starting right. right now. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I keep all getting right. Mike Davis questions. They just won't stop. People. I know. I get them too. They but stop. They're, they're so bad right now. It's just it's weird to have a bad rusher in Seattle, but it is what it is. I don't tell you. It is what it is. All right. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals of the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be another tough day for Green. We told you this when you draft him at the beginning of the season at the end of his end of the season was going to be tough for him. And sure enough, it is. He had double digit targets again last week, but only managed 81 yards. It's been three weeks with no touchdowns for Green, plus the Ravens give up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. The last time Green played the Ravens, he has 74 yards and again no touchdowns. So in PPR, he's still not obviously a bad option, but eight points is probably what he's going to get you in standard leagues. As far as the running back situation, Joe Mixon is questionable after leaving the game last week with an in ankle injury that left plenty of room for Bernard to get 116 yards rushing, a touchdown, and another 52 yards receiving. Six running backs have had double-digit performances in the last five weeks, so maybe Cincinnati has found the real running back of the Bengals, 
Right, right, ladies, right? I mean, I think I, that this coaching staff should be embarrassed at how little they use Giovanni Bernard all season. Like, all it's really gross. Season. Yeah. I will say, though, Giovanni Bernard was limited in practice on Thursday with an ankle injury. So you're going to need to keep an eye on him as well. Um, but I, I think as long as he goes, he's good to go. And I feel good about him. I feel really good about him. Whether the Bengals yeah. do or not, I like yep. I like me some Giovanni Bernard. And that's basically all that she wrote. Everybody else is on the bench. Dalton, Baltimore gives up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. That is scary for any quarterback, but absolutely terrifying for a quarterback that's best game in the last three weeks was 11 and a half fantasy points. Tyler Croft had five targets last week, but only managed three yards. <laughs> not a bad matchup, but he mm -hmm. can't be trusted. Come on. Obviously, not starting the Bengals' defense. Um, only one game with double-digit points since week nine, and they played Cleveland and Chicago within those last five weeks. So that's saying something. All right, Ashley, how about the Ravens? Well, my must starts are Justin Tucker, the kicker, who's fantastic, and you should always be playing Justin Tucker. And then Baltimore defense, I think they're going to be able to have a nice game as well, despite not having as great of a game last week, but I think they'll bounce back a little bit here. Start, I don't feel great about it, but Alex Collins, he rushed 18 times for 51 yards, plus three catches for 15. Oh, it's been two bad weeks in a row. And that was even with an easy matchup last week, and it was still pretty bad. Um... This is another really easy matchup. So I don't know what to tell you. I would like to think that Alex Collins is going to bounce back. Um, I just don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all relative to who is your other option to put in, what, the, what you should do with Alex Collins. So again, tweet us on Sunday. We'll help you with that. But there's a chance. It's a good matchup. It's hard not to put him in when someone's getting that many touches and has an easy matchup. So sleepers, Ben Watson caught five of six targets for 40 yards last week. And a tight end has scored in the past three games against the Bengals. So I think that Ben Watson could find the end zone this week, and I think he's a really good tight end play. So go out there and get Ben Watson if you need a tight end. Um, in terms of the wide receivers on this team, Mike Wallace caught four of six for 60 yards. Michael Campanero caught two of two for 21. Um, this is a really, really bad matchup. The Bengals give up the third fewest points to wide receivers, and this offense is not worth you risking your championship. Mike Wallace is an option in a flex. Campanero is not. Uh, and when it comes to also Jerry Macklin, Coach Harbaugh said that he has a chance to play this week, but he didn't practice on Thursday. So I find that very un not likely to be a chance. So Wallace really the only sleeper option here. Campanero's on the bench. Macklin's on the bench. Danny Woodhead's on the bench. Yes, he gets about five or six targets a game, but he always gets between about 25 and 35 yards. So like I say every week, that's not enough volume for you to consider him. And then Joe Flacco, he did have a good game last week. 29 of 38 passes for 237 yards, two touchdowns. I just don't like him this week. The matchup is not in his favor. Um, look elsewhere unless you're seriously desperate. But you'd be pretty desperate to play Joe Flacco as your quarterback in your championship week. All right. You're going to have to be pretty desperate to play anybody from this team. We got the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man. Game of the week. Game of the week. Oh, oh, and I'll tell you why. Because as I said earlier in the show, Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger are already ruled out for this game. That means it's Landry Jones time. Ooh, yes. Ooh, ooh. And also probably Steven Ridley, although Fitzgerald Toussaint 
we'll get in there as well. So where does that leave everybody else? Well, Antonio Brown is not playing. And now uh, Adam Schefter is saying that the odds are not in his favor to even be ready for the um, first round of the playoffs. So hopefully that means that the second round of the playoffs will be there. It's dicey, you guys. It's dicey. Either way, it's it's not fun. Uh, probably the biggest controversy of the week, which uh, we'll we'll touch on a little bit because this this matchup takes one minute, um, was James Harrison getting cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers no. and picked up by none other than their rivals, the New England Patriots, the only real competition in the AFC. Now it's it's gotten dramatic. Um, now the teammates are coming out saying that he was a horrible teammate, that he's just there to win a championship, but there's all this other stuff going on. I don't know. It's, it's very, very dicey. I think that the league needs to look into this the same way they need to change the fumble into the end zone rule. That's then a turnover and a touchback. You heard so me competition bad. committee. You heard me, but you know, this is the third time this year that they picked up a disgruntled player. Is this the new in vogue thing to do? Martellus Bennett made life miserable for the Packers. They're like, fine, you're done. T he has his agent tell everyone to not pick him up. And then they pick him up from the, for the Patriots. And then, and then Kenny Britt, you know, is mm -hmm. such a, is such a, you know, uh, you know, a distraction on his team. He gets cut and then they pick him up. He's playing now for them. And now James Harrison, same deal. I think this, they've got to kind of make some rules. I think towards the end of the season that like, you don't get to just be like, I don't think my team's going to win. So I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> the Patriots. Anyway, um, there's nothing else to say because it's Landry Jones other than if you play DFS, he might be a, an interesting dart throw because he's playing the Browns. So the Browns, um, they're still playing football supposedly. Uh, supposedly their uh, head coach is not on the hot seat. I don't even know how that's humanly possible at this point. Um, Isaiah Crowell, limited in practice. Duke Johnson, limited in practice. I don't know how you can trust anyone on this team right now um, even if Pittsburgh decides to sit some of their defensive players, uh, which we haven't gotten a confirmation on anything. Um, but supposedly there is some talk that Hugh Jackson has lost the team. And my feeling is what have the Browns not lost this season? But, um, yeah. What team did he, did he ha ever have control of the team? I don't know. I feel bad for Deshaun Kaiser. I feel like he's been broken. Oh, broken man. Kaiser. Never had a chance. Never, Never had a chance. chance. He knew that when he was getting drafted to the Browns. Come on. But, you it's know, true. when you throw for 182 <laughs> yards and two interceptions in a game, I mean, this is what happens. But he's clearly just, you know, uh, scared, and that's why you can't start anyone team. Sad. All right. The New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. You are still starting Drew Brees, people. I know he only went 21 of 28, but it was still for 239 yards. He had one touchdown, one interception. Uh, but the last time he played Tampa Bay, he scored 18 points. So that should be the floor for Drew Brees, and that's not a bad floor. So you're still playing him. Michael Thomas caught four or five targets for 66 yards. The Bucks give up the most points to wide receivers. So I feel just fine about Michael Thomas. Uh, he does have that hamstring injury issue that's lingering a little bit. He was limited in practice on Thursday, but he should still be able to go on Sunday. Just make sure you check your injury reports, but he should be all good to go. I still love Alvin Kamara, as I always do. Uh, 32 yards rushing, 58 yards off nine targets, seven catches last week. Mark Ingram rushed 13 times for 44 yards, but he also had a touchdown. I love both of them. They got you here. You're still playing them. Uh, sleepers, Ted Ginn. He caught four of the five targets for 76 yards and a touchdown. He looked to be back to the usual Ginn form. Uh, 
with this great matchup, I think he's a great flex option. I really like him. Again, it's an amazing matchup for the wide receivers. So go ahead and play yourself some Ted Ginn. But those are the only people that you're playing. Those are the only ones. Only ones. All right. Well, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, listen, you guys, Mac, Mike Evans has something to prove. He only has a few more yards, 54 to be exact, until he hits his 1,000 yards for the fourth season in a row which only Randy Moss and AJ Green have accomplished. So I have to say that I would hope that he gets you the 54 yards. He didn't get a touchdown last week, but he did have 100 yards last week. So I think it's very possible. This is a decent matchup. Um, and last time Evans played, he had 13 yards, which is 13 fantasy points. So I think you're going to start him. I, I like him. I think the upside's there. Uh, Evans should be good to go. Peyton Barber had was a disappointment last week to say the least for fantasy owners and in real football he did he did everything right so i i'm not discouraged by him he averaged almost four yards a carry and caught both targets i think he's going to be a bigger part of the game this this week so i'm not scared of him i th i think he's going to do decent as for cameron bright he didn't practice on wednesday but he was back on thursday keep an eye on him and how he's progressing to make sure he doesn't have any setbacks we have him ranked number 10 so you know it's a tight end so if you have to play him he's only had one good game in the last 10 weeks so i don't think he's good enough but he might be just good enough for you adam humphreys because Chris Goodwin and Deshaun Jackson. Listen, none of these wide receivers had more than four fantasy points last time these two teams met. Jackson is listed as questionable. So is Godwin. Um, Humphreys is my favorite, obviously, out of these guys. Even if they were healthy, he's been the kind of the guy lately. So I guess if you're in a really deep, deep league, Humphreys is the one that you should take a risk on. But listen, guys, Jameis Winston is still their quarterback, and he is not my favorite. I would not play Winston. Therefore, it's really tough for me to tell you that you should take um, a risk on one of these wide receivers other than Mike Evans, who I really hope he does make that um, goal and gets a thousand yards. Um, he is a talented guy, even though I've hated him half of the season this year. I need to give uh, Adam Humphreys a shout out though, because he's the reason I beat Car uh, Ashley's husband the week before I beat my dad. Yep. Thank you, Adam Humphreys, for stealing that touchdown from Evans. That's right. Oh, that's so nice. sure did. So I want to give him a shout out. Maybe I'll get your uh, hubby a jersey. Oh, he'd love that. He would. Oh, he'd love, love that. Like <laughs> so that, so you can wear that to the draft next year. This is what Perfect. you guys got to do. Now that we're in week seventeen, you talk smack, you rub it in, because then next year you start all over again, baby, and you got to prove it again. Yeah, guys, listen. Having your championship game in week seventeen instead of week sixteen is tough. There's a lot of guys who are going to be sat. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to be playing just in case of injuries going into the playoffs or even going into next season. So you really need to keep up the information all the way until game time. So make sure you listen to our SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio show from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. We should have all the guys that are going to be sitting um, and and the injury report update for everybody else. Um, good luck, everybody. It's been a great season. We'll be on next week to do our recap show of uh, 2017. Happy New Year to everybody. Until next time, no more faking it.